Good morning, everybody. Hey, it is Wednesday. It is January 11th. Hope you're doing well this morning. Let's uh, get the day started. Yesterday was, uh, hey, a pretty good day on Wall Street. Uh, not a barn buster, but definitely wasn't in the red, which is always good news. Uh, we'll talk about that and more when Dave joins us in just a minute. And we'll figure out if we're going the right direction this morning as well. But remember that uh, in the world we live, there are so many things that you and I just cannot control. We can't control what's happening in Russia. Heck, we can't even control what's happening in Washington, D.C. these days. But you can control how much risk you have in your portfolio. But you need to know what that risk is. And is it too much or not enough? Because it can be both. Give us a call, 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. With that, we've got Dave coming up next. Gonna go someplace today? I sure hope you're not flying. It's uh, 8:37 here. It's time to check in on your money and how's flying got to do with your money? Well, it's going to affect your money today too, in all probability. Let's check in on your finances and see what's happening on Wall Street. Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services in downtown Sebring is on the phone with us. And yeah, you noticed that before I did. I was on one of the other pages. The FAA shut down the airlines for the moment. What the heck's going on? Well, they had a little bit of a glitch in their system. The communications system that that talks to different pilots uh, in the air wasn't working. And so uh, they basically stopped all the um, flights. Um, they were supposed to start them back. I guess they scheduled them back at 9 o'clock. But I did see a little blip that said that New Jersey, that Newark, about 8.15, had started a few flights out of there. So um, definitely there's going to be a backup. And when you think that um, a lot of flights start at 5, 5.30 in the morning for business folks, um, you know, those folks are going to be three to five, four hours behind, and that's going to push everything else back as well. So if you're flying today, it's going to be a rough day. <laughs> and Southwest Airlines Commodore 64 just crashed completely on that one, I imagine, right? Yeah, as I tell you, all the airlines are trading down this morning because of it. Uh, I can believe that. Yeah, it's a... It's it's been a bad couple three weeks in the airline industry. First of all, all those shutdowns and the Southwest crashes down, and now all of a sudden the communications network goes down. I'd I'd been watching the other stuff of the process, and I hadn't seen that go across the line. But oh lordy, what a mess! Yeah, all U.S. flights uh, grounded for a couple of hours. So if you're planning on flying out of Orlando, Fort Myers, Tampa, Sarasota, wherever, uh, you might want to check your flights because the odds are there's going to be a delay in them because the flight that you're on has to arrive before they get a plane to be able to fly you out right yep exactly you know it's a round robin <laughs> that's the hub system that we're stuck with in the airline industry uh setting the table for the morning yesterday was uh, not a bad day on wall street the dow was up 186 points standard and Poor's was up by 27 and the nasdaq was up by 107 and most of what i'm reading is uh, that the conventional wisdom you'd mentioned yesterday appears to be getting more optimistic even after chairman paulson's rubber chicken speech for the day uh they're looking at the notion on our february 1st Fed meeting, uh, you know, they're looking at a higher total interest rate they want to go to, but maybe, just maybe, even as low as a quarter percent interest rate. Boy, would that be a skyrocket for the markets if they actually went below what we expect? Yeah, I, I think that would definitely be, and, and I think that we're seeing some of that getting priced into the market now as some some optimism. 
Um, and, and I don't know that it's founded really at this point, uh, given what we're still hearing from Paulson. I, I know that in his rubber chicken uh, speech yesterday that, you know, he was taking a little bit of a blame for starting too late, which you and I already knew that and have talked about for quite some time now. Uh, but uh, I don't know that that means that uh, that we're going to see them relent at the February meeting. Well, that, that was the part that confuses me. The conventional wisdom actually moves the expectation downward in terms of anticipated interest rate increases in February. But Paulson basically said, uh, you know, putting it in shirt sleeve English, that the Fed embarrassed itself by waiting too long, and they're not going to make the mistake of letting their foot off the brake too soon, which almost sounds like marching orders for another three-quarter percent rate increase rather than the quarter point the optimists are saying. I don't see any indication that... You know, the increases are going to go down much at all. I'll be pleasantly surprised if it's only a half a percent. Well, I mean, yeah, that, that's you and I, right? But I think that the, the market, the traders are, are really baking in some reduced increases um, in, in what's going to happen. And, and I don't know that that's going to be, you know, I don't know if that's going to really come through because uh, like you and I said, I think that they're going to overshoot. They're 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 probably, they're shooting for over five percent on the Fed funds mm-hmm. rate. That that's a that's a huge number, um, and they're still a little ways away from that. And we're like a 450 point basis point increase already over where we were at the bottom. And, yeah, we needed it. But uh, the idea, and you and I were advancing that over, well, two years ago, that maybe it's time to be able to do it gradually. Instead, they're doing it all inside of about six, eight months. And if we get more than a half a point in February, uh, I suspect the markets are going to react probably about the same way they did when they did it in December and gave us another three-quarter point. They're just going to tank again on us because – that's pretty close. That that's about as close as you can get to an informed economic vote of the wisdom of the Fed. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and you're right. I think if it comes out three quarters again in February, we will see another tranche down uh, in the markets. Absolutely. Uh, indications this morning. We're into a, we're in that lull period before earnings season starts at the end of the week, and we start getting some indications from the companies that uh, we actually trade stock in. The only thing that came out macro wise this morning was the uh, weekly mortgage applications index. And uh, given the fact that we dropped ten point three percent on applications last week, and compared to the year before, you don't even want to think about the comparison. One point two percent increase is good news, but it was like almost a tenth of a point difference in the prevailing mortgage rate. I mean, they dipped a little bit last week, which explains why we had an increase. I would have expected with a tenth or so uh, interest rate decrease, I would have seen more than that. Well, it's, you know, that's not a big decrease. Um, We've got to see housing prices, I think, decrease a little bit more uh, before we see applications really and truly start to pick back up. That, you know, real estate prices are still um, are, are way, I think, out of line. And, and I think we're going to, especially given the interest rate hike. So, so we're going to have to see that come down, I think, a little bit more before we see applications increase that much. I was going to say there is, an, there is an inverse relationship between housing prices and mortgage rates. And for the most part, I mean, I, I watched the value on my home. And it's off by a little, but, you know, we're talking about like one and a half, two percent on the price of the home on Zillow compared to uh, what it was at its peak. And that's not as much of an adjustment as I honestly expected, given the increase in mortgage rates. There's a little bit of headroom yet to go, isn't there? 
Well, I think there is. And, and I think if you look at our area and our market, it, it's, it could be very misleading, right? Because we still have people coming in. We still got people retiring. We're still in the baby boomer retirement stage. And so we're still seeing a lot of people retire from up north, get cash, you know, pay out. They paid off their home. So they've got cash to spend on a house down here. And so prices are, are not falling as fast here as they are in the rest of the country. And which is why I'm optimistic for the market around here. My real estate friends tell me, yeah, you're going to have to wait a little while to sell the home at the price you wanted to, but we're still moving homes around here. And it's for exactly the factor that you mentioned, the fact that uh, we're still seeing a lot of retirees moving into the community and uh, to an extent, too, people going in from the coasts. Nobody particularly liked the storms this past year, and central Florida looks a lot more inviting for weather as well. Well, that's true. And you got a lot of people that were displaced, right? I mean, they're not going to go back to Fort Myers. They're going to just relocate. And we've got some of those folks relocating here. Absolutely. We're going to get probably our first indication as to what's been happening with the housing markets for the last three months when KB Home is one of the big home builders that uh, you monitor. They report, I gather, at the end of the day today, and that might actually be our, our earliest early indications as far as earnings season is concerned. Are there any expectations on the home builders? Well, there, there. I mean, I, I don't know. There is an expectation, but I don't know how this really equates to other quarters or quarter a year ago. I mean, KB Homes is expected um, to have an earnings per share of somewhere around two dollars and eighty-five cents a share. Um, so, so that's kind of a a number to shoot for. I, I don't have any comparisons to what that looks like quarter over quarter for them. As Nobody's well, expecting as well. them to take a bath or anything. No, no, no. They're still expected to be profitable. Um, and then, and then, you know, on uh, Thursday, I'm trying to look to see if we're going to finally get a little bit of maybe our banking information. Nope, banks are coming out on Friday, I guess. Um, so we've got uh, Friday's going to be a big day because before the market opens, we've got Bank of America, BlackRock, Citigroup, Delta Airlines, First Republic Bank. Um, so it's going to be a May Day that day, J.P. Morgan. Uh, so we've got a lot of banks reporting, Bank of New York, um, Wells Fargo, and then Sugar on top, United Healthcare. <laughs> so in other words, by next week, you and Doug are going to have a lot to talk about while I take a week of vacation, right? Yeah, I think I think we'll, I'll be good next week because there'll be a lot of stuff to talk about. <laughs> No shortage whatsoever. Uh, once again, setting the table, it was a modest but a good update yesterday on Wall Street. Uh, we're kind of sitting here, sitting on our hands, trying to read tea leaves as to what the Fed will do and looking at all the upgrades and downgrades, more downgrades than anything out of the big brokerage houses. 45 minutes before we open this morning, can we keep that green ink going one more day, Philip? It looks like we are going to keep it going. Now, whether we can finish the day in the green, that will be the main question. I mean, there's no economic news coming out today. So there's really nothing that uh, from the outside forces that would, would change things any. But we got the Dow up about three-tenths of a percent. The S&P 500 is up a third. And then the NASDAQ 100 is up about three-tenths as well. The big mover this morning is actually the Russell 2000, up six-tenths hmm. of a percent this morning. Uh, silver and gold both heading up. Silver's uh, making a rebound after a, a kind of a, a dismal day, up eight tenths, almost nine tenths of a percent. Still not over twenty four yet. Um, and then gold's trying to get to nineteen hundred an ounce. Is at eighteen eighty two right now, up 
uh, three tenths of a percent. And then crude oil is up 2% this morning, Dave, to $76.68 a barrel right now. Yeah, which is the part I like less about that is the fact that my delayed quote has it almost a dollar less than that, and that's only about a 20-minute difference in terms of price change. So Mongo not happy with that. The overseas markets are mixed this morning. Asian, Asian markets closed decidedly mixed. Hong Kong up by about a half a percent. Mainland China down by about the same amount at 6 a.m. European markets are looking at us saying, hey, two days in a row, let's go up. So they're trading upward almost a full percent midway through their day. Keeping tabs on one's retirement accounts is important, but uh, having a plan to make sure that you know where you're going is even more so. You can help me with that plan, Philip. How do I find you to get one together? You know, Dave, that's exactly the reason that we developed our core retirement design to help people design the retirement they always dreamed of. They can give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule their core retirement analysis. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow morning with an up-to-the-minute look at what's going on with your money tomorrow morning. Philip, thank you. We'll see you then, all right? All right, man. You have a great day, and I look forward to our conversation tomorrow. Thank you, my friend. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Remember, please remember that your portfolio may have more risk than it needs, and it could have less risk than what it should have. But you don't know unless you run through the analysis. Please give us a call to run through our core retirement analysis where we can help you determine what that risk is and where it should be. Give us a call at 863-382-0037. Hey, folks, have a great day. I look forward to speaking to you again tomorrow. Bye now.